0: It's very easy in the intensive care environment to lose sight of the individual in the bed because you have a lot of technical equipment around and it's very hard to see the person through those life-supporting measures.
1: Head to toe, we look after that patient. You have multiple drugs going through, you have lots of machines you need to be looking at and numbers you need to be looking at, and it's very, very easy to get lost in all of that. That's where we
2: talk about the art of nursing. Nursing is more than the science of nursing. Nursing is very powerful. When I look back on all my time in intensive care and nursing, it's not all the illness and the procedures that I remember. It's the stories and snippets of stories and people...
1: Even if a patient is fully intubated, as in they have a breathing tube in their mouth and we have them in an induced coma by sedation, we will always still talk to them. You know, we'll always still explain to them what we're doing, what we're about to do. When the family come in, we encourage the family to speak to them, even though they are asleep. By using the Get to Know Me boards, you can get to know that person behind all of these machines and remember that there is a person.
3: Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of the UL Hospitals Podcast. I'm Keith Watterson and you've just been listening to the voices of staff nurse Ellie Scanlon and clinical nurse managers Jer Crilly and Linda Daffy. We're very fortunate to have these very busy nurses take time to share their insights on intensive care nursing. The intensive care unit is one of the busiest and most high tech departments in University Hospital Limerick or indeed any hospital. It's where patients will be cared for when they're critically ill. As you've heard from Ellie, Linda and Ger, intensive care is so tech heavy due to all of the monitoring, ventilation and IV equipment that's used in treatment that it's easy to overlook that the patient in the bed has other needs social, psychological, spiritual needs that can be easily forgotten. We look at intensive care nursing through the eyes of staff nurse Ellie, who has been in post in ICU since just prior to the pandemic, of Linda Daffy, who's a clinical nurse manager across the intensive care and high dependency units in UHL, and of Jer Crilly, who's a former intensive care nurse and now a clinical nurse manager who works with undergraduate nurses as a clinical placement coordinator. It's actually Gerr who conceived of the Get to Know Me boards you heard the nurses speaking about in our introduction. These boards on the wall of the patient rooms in ICU enhance the already very high standard of patient-centered care in the unit. They're a visual reference of everything of importance to the patient, photographs, what they like to be called, their interests, their likes, their dislikes, the names of their pets, sports teams or anything that's of importance to the patient. Especially when patients are unconscious, sedated or too ill to communicate, they're also a collaboration between nursing and the patient's families and they help ensure that the patient's personality, preferences and other non-clinical needs are not forgotten. Ger, Linda and Ellie invited me to the intensive care unit recently for a long chat about their careers in intensive and critical care. I began by asking Linda Daffy how intensive care nursing differs from nursing on an inpatient ward or elsewhere in the hospital.
0: The intensive care patient has multiple complex needs. Um, it's it's the acute environment. It's probably the most acute environment within the hospital. It's very highly clinical, highly technical environment, and you know patients you know um, experience multi organ dysfunction, um, often um, more than single organ failure, and they require ventilation, dialysis, inotropic meds. Um, it's very easy in the intensive care environment to lose sight of the individual in the bed because. You have a lot of technical equipment around and uh, people become very, very focused on that technical equipment. So and it's, uh, it's very hard to see the person through those life-supporting measures that are ongoing. So we, we very much uh, support a compassionate, patient-centered approach um, within critical care. Um, and, and it's about looking at the whole person um, and it's about providing care to the whole person and their family. Uh, the approach is very family-centered because often our patients are not able to speak for themselves because of the technical nature of the environment and the acute unwellness uh, period that they are in. The technical care can often eclipse other elements of care like the spiritual, psychological um, care.
3: To, to a great extent, the kinds of patients who you who you would be uh, treating in ICU, you, you don't have those kind of verbal cues and and Not and can it interchange with that that you would say on a on a general ward uh, i mean oftentimes they they'll so, be completely unconscious like or or yes, semi conscious
0: well, yes they're in multi organ dysfunction so a lot of them do require ventilation so the ability for them to communicate is hampered mm-hmm. so for that reason um, a lot of um, the information in relation to a patient is through their family and it's a very difficult environment to come into from a family's perspective as well because of the technical nature of it. And they can be very overwhelmed by the environment. And for that reason, it's good to involve them. The Get to Know Me board initiative, um, you know, from their perspective, gives them something to focus on. And it allows them to see the patient and sometimes being able to focus on the Get to Know Me board and be able to see the person behind all those tubes and ventilators, etc is um, of comfort to the family
3: So to get an idea of how the Get to Know Me boards are used by nurses and families of patients in intensive or high dependency care we're glad to have Ellie Scanlon here Ellie's a staff nurse in the intensive care unit at UHL and she's been posted here for the past four years or so having arrived at UHL just prior to the pandemic. Ellie, I'd imagine that what Linda's described about the intensive care environment was made even more complex with the pandemic and through the lockdowns and various restrictions of the past four years. Can you you talk to us about that, please, and how important the Get to Know Me boards have been throughout for you and your nursing colleagues?
1: so as you said i kind of came literally one month before the pandemic started so it was very hard on us as nurses and also uh, on the patients and their families like linda said it's a very very uh, clinical and technical environment and it's very easy to forget that there's actually a person behind all of these machines and all of these wires and like as a nurse at the bed space we have so much to to think of and to monitor you know like there's multiple organs that we support their heart their lungs their skin their their kidneys like we head to toe we look after that patient you have multiple drugs going through you have lots of machines you need to be looking at and numbers you need to be looking at and it's very very easy to get lost in all of that so and especially then during covid add in being head to toe and full personal protective equipment it can make things a lot more difficult um but it was very very easy for me to see very early on how important it is to involve the family especially during the pandemic you know like at the very start when it first hit really bad we couldn't let anybody in because it was just everything was so up in the air um, and families couldn't come in um, and that was so so difficult for them you know you were getting phone calls from families so upset and all they wanted to do was see their loved one and it's very quite
3: overwhelming for for yourself it's hard for
1: us to cope but i mean it was just as difficult on the family you know that was their loved one in the bed that they couldn't even lay their eyes on to get that little bit of reassurance that okay they are okay you know when you actually see them and as hard and all as it can be for them to see them in such a technical environment when you can't see them at all you know you're trusting someone over the phone that's saying yeah your loved one is fine but when you're the family you're like but How do I know they're okay? And it was very hard then, like if you pick up the phone talking to a relative, like you don't know what to say to console them or how to reassure them. You know, they are okay and just give them that little bit of a boost. So by using the Get to Know Me boards, you can get to know that person behind all of these machines and remember that there is a person and it's it's nice and comforting for the family to feel that we actually know their loved one and know who we're looking after. So you know like if you're taking a phone call and you can see on the board that there's for example let's just say a picture of the dog that the family have sent in and you can say look I'll tell you know your loved one that you rang and we we'll tell him that you're looking after the dog and you know you just that's a very small example, but there are just little ways that you can try and show the family that you do really care and you are really properly looking after this person, not just a patient.
3: And just in terms of the... Um are you actually talking to the patient, you know, when you yeah. you would be referring to the personal details on the board and family pets or Absolutely. sports teams or, or so even whatever it may be, you know?
1: Even if a patient is fully intubated, as in they have a breathing tube in their mouth and we have them in an induced coma by sedation, we will always still talk to them. You know, we'll always still explain to them what we're doing, what we're about to do. When the family come in, we encourage the family to speak to them, even though they are asleep. Um, so sometimes it's the family that will fill out the boards with us. Obviously, if the patient is awake and able, they can fill it out with us. But majority of the time, it's, it's the family that do it. Um, and there's so many examples I could give you of stuff we put up on it. Ger will my colleague, will go through it in a little bit more detail in a couple of minutes. But there's so much information that can go up on it you know, things they like, things they dislike, simple things like what they like to be called. You know, you might have a Michael who likes to be called Mike or, you know, little things like that, again, that just give that little personal touch. Um, And like I say, there's such a wide variety that you can put up. Like you say, be it sports teams, animals. I mean, there was one patient and his family told us how he wrote a book when he was 70 years of age and that family then brought the book in and we could get to know that patient through the book. But if we hadn't started the conversation of so what does your loved one like to do? What are their pastimes? What you know, if they hadn't told us that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have known and we wouldn't have been able to bring it in. And that was a great comfort for the family, just to feel like we actually knew about that patient. But then on the other side, when that patient woke up, we were able to say, Well, we've seen everything you've done, tell us a bit about that, tell us a bit about this. And it it helps the patient as well, because obviously when they wake up after being in an induced coma, it can be very daunting for them. They're like, where am I? What's going on? There's all these machines, there's all these tubes and lines hanging out of them. So if you can just kind of bring them outside of the unit for two minutes and just talk about what's going on outside, and the first thing they'll always want to know is, is everyone at home okay? You know, they don't know how long they've been asleep. And you can say, I've been talking to so-and-so, Everything is okay at home, but you're getting all of this information from the board. So not only does it benefit the family, but it benefits the patient as well.
3: Great. So at this point, if we could just bring in Ger Crilly, whose idea the Get to Know Me boards were in the first place. Ger, you developed the boards as part of your master's degree in intensive care nursing. But can you take us back maybe to the inspiration for this? Was it purely an academic project or even then were you looking at it as a means of something that would enhance day to day practice in intensive care? How did it all come about?
2: First of all, I think I'm not needed here at all when I hear Ellie speaking so beautifully. That's what it's all about. But to go back to your question, um, first of all I should say that since, since that time um, when the Get to Know Me board project came about, I've actually hung up my ICU boots since after a very long and happy uh, over 20 years in critical care nursing and uh, but I still hope that I'm flying the flag for person-centered care I work with the undergraduate student nurses now I'm a clinical placement coordinator and I, I work with another amazing team equally as amazing as the team I worked with here in ICU so I've been very lucky so go to go back to your question about how they came about and a few things I suppose aligned um, to make them possible it was a bit of a labor of love of love and it was um, a couple of other things, I was an experienced ICU nurse, hands-on ICU nurse at the bedside for many, many years. And then I suppose I had the academic um, requirements and the skills to be an intensive care nurse. But I think the longer that you work in, um, in the business of intensive care nursing, the, the boundaries and the, the way that you look at things probably develops and changes as you develop and change over the years. I did have to do a quality improvement um, project as part fulfilment. I was doing postgraduate and master's in intensive care and nursing. So I suppose that kind of gave me the push and the impetus to make something happen that I had been kind of toying with for a long time. And I suppose I have one small story at a bedside that that you might be interested yeah. in hearing that um, spurred me on um, to, to make this project into reality. And I came on nights, one night, around the same time um, as I was thinking about uh, my quality improvement project, <clears throat> and I came into a, ro- a patient room, I was assigned a patient who had come in that evening, a patient had been well at home until that day, and now there was a devastating diagnosis. Lots of people in the room, bright lights, life-saving measures being instituted over the evening. And after several hours and an an unsuccessful resuscitation, unfortunately, that patient uh, passed away. So we do as we do as nurses. And a couple of hours later, um, I went back into the patient room. And the room had changed from a place of noise and urgency and um, really striving to make this patient better to a place of stillness and calm. It was about four o'clock in the morning. So I went into the room and there was the patient's two daughters were in the room and I sat down on one side of the bed beside one of the daughters and I must have said are you okay or tell me a little bit about her or something and her words to me were and I'll never forget them were nurse she was a lunatic and this was not what I was expecting and I said why would you say that and she went on to tell me with the greatest of love all about her mother and how she was the matriarch of the family and how she was um, a compulsive shopper that she was always out shopping and spending all her money on everybody else in the family and lots and lots of other stories about her and she talked and talked and sometime maybe 15-20 minutes into that conversation the other daughter came around the bedside and sat on the other side of me and she took out her phone and she showed me picture after picture, photo after photo of her mother in different situations, different social situations, at home and one thing and another and it just struck me when I left that room at sometime later and even in the moment it struck me that that they were never going to see me again and I was never going to see them again but they had a need in them that I knew that their mother was more than what had happened all evening and it was just one of those moments and when I look back on all my time in intensive care nursing and I look back and I have the skills and the knowledge and all that to take care of really sick patients but I don't remember it's not all the it's not all the illness and the procedures and all of that that I remember it's the stories and snippets of stories and people and that's what I actually remember and I suppose that was one thing that kind of that, that that story in particular was one thing that kind of I suppose brought all of this together so just as a visual of what those boards are, they're a 45 by 60 magnetic white board and they're pre-printed in colour with with, um, with um, different things and some of the things that are written on the board are things I may need. There's a space for photographs. Photographs are very powerful. Seeing a photograph of a patient in better health immediately takes you from what from the patient that you're looking at in the bed to the person in the photograph on the board and it just, for me anyway, instantly it just it just clicks into to place for me that who this person is um, before they became critically ill. Other things on the board, simple things like Ellie said there. Please call me. Um, likes, dislikes. Please don't. Uh, some things that please don't do, and some something that might surprise you so i can think of many many stories and i've gone back to to my notes some notes i kept at the time and just as as examples and of course i should also say that if families don't want don't want to um partake or decline to partake in the use of the get to know me boards, that's absolutely fine too um you know we, we must respect that but some of the things that um that i remember and some notes that i kept just for example this was an elderly gentleman who had a, a stroke and abdominal surgery things i may need a foot rub an extra blanket ice cream and jelly and irish coffee i can't guarantee he ever got the irish coffee but we would never have known those things you may be surprised to know on that section his family had written in i am a poet i speak russian german french and spanish i can milk a goat And instantly that takes you to a person, that takes you to the person versus coming into the room to all the machines and technology. My favourite things, Lyric FM, Rugby, nice smells. Very, very easy to put on Lyric FM in the patient room. Doesn't cost anything and it's meeting a need of that patient. Mm. Under dislikes, and please don't, they had written down, put on TV and don't mash my spuds don't put on tv and don't mash my spuds again so simple but in hospital you know there's often televisions on in the background and don't we mash everybody's potatoes you know so yeah. that's just an example of uh that's just an example
3: they're very they're very powerful they're kind of engaging things aren't yeah they? yeah Little and that's just aspects one. of a person's personality yeah like, absolutely
2: yeah. And for the and and they for the most part, a lot of those things are very meaningful. But yes, yet they cost nothing. There's there's no monetary, there's no monetary cost to things like that. And I suppose that's where we talk about the art of nursing. You know, that's nursing is more about more than the science of nursing. Nursing, um, I, I suppose, as you say, it's very powerful. You know, and I suppose then I went on and I did my masters and my research. My research question was, um, I can hardly remember my own research question now. Uh, What are nurses, intensive care nurses, experiences of caring in a highly technological environment? And the evidence is very clear that technology can be a barrier um, to to relationship in the ICU. And um, particularly for novice nurses, novice nurses, Um, are much more inclined to get wrapped up in the technology and then you know then a more experienced nurses. Experienced nurses the evidence shows that they're able to transcend that Mm -hmm. so um, the Get to Know Me boards while I hope that they are you know of benefit to the family and to the patient and I think they are from listening to Ellie's lovely stories there for novice nurses they're also you know they also serve a purpose and I hope I hope they fulfil that purpose, and um, so um the get to know me boards like while I conceived the idea for the intensive care unit in Limerick, I suppose they're underpinned by the HSE What Matters um, to Me project. Mine in particular was um, inspired by a hospital in Pittsburgh where they had an All About Me in their intensive care unit, but ours was specific to Limerick and. The, the elements on it took a lot of th- thought, um, so they are specific to Limerick. And I'm happy to say that they have been rolled out in St. James's mm-hmm. Hospital in Dublin since, and in the high dependency unit here, and I have had some other inquiries. But none of these things happen. Any quality improvement project, it doesn't happen without... It's not just Jerick, really, project. It doesn't happen without a team. It doesn't happen without managers like Linda and Mary Flavin here before her, and Katie, whom I work with now, who give you the free rein if you have an idea, but rope you in if it's not, if you're not going about it the right way, but actually give you the scope to develop something and actually make it happen. And it doesn't work without people like Ellie taking up the baton. When I'm gone from ICU a couple of years, it's just lovely to hear that they're still used. And um, yeah, it's lovely. It's just lovely to hear Ellie today talking about them so passionately.
3: Yeah, I think Ellie has very eloquently described how essential the get to know me boards are for nurses in critical care at UHL. I think that's also borne out by their progression from firstly academic project into ICU, then into the high dependency unit and on to St. James's Hospital. And furthermore, it's great to hear that Jer has had further expressions of interest. But Linda, to come back to you for a second, do you have any feedback from the patients themselves or their families as to how effective the Get to Know Me boards are from their point of view?
0: I think families find them extremely empowering you know as i said the environment is so technical for families and they, they you know it's, it's such a very overwhelming environment to come into they're obviously at a very vulnerable stage in their life as well and it it's the unexpected they don't know what to expect from the environment they don't know what's going to happen so i do think that it draws them back that there is a person in the bed that's their person in the bed and it gives them power i think it empowers them to know that well i have this information that the maybe the nurses don't know and this is going to be helpful in the treatment recovery reorientation of their their loved one back hopefully to full health you know so um the families do give us very positive feedback on it and we have families who take pictures of them when they have them you know they're they're they're, they're they, they you know this is the time you were in hospital and they take a picture look we had this up to show them when they go home that you know we had your pictures we had the favorite picture of the favorite dog up all the grandchildren the grandchildren feature quite highly on the on the boards you know um and you know they. They'll often put the names of the grandchildren over them as well, so that when we're re- trying to reorientate somebody, we have the names, and you know, you'll we'll often hear the favourite grandchild, and you know, it's it, you know, it's lovely for them. Not every family will engage with it, but the majority of our families do engage with it, and we probably, I suppose, find more long-term patients engage with it more than maybe the short term, um, mm. you know, because we can have patients that are here 24 hours and we can have patients that are here six months. So it's a very wide... Um, it's a yeah, yeah, very broad very, spectrum, it is, isn't it, really? Yeah. Extremely, yeah, you know. Um, and again, I think as well, from the novice nurse perspective as well, for them, you know, you're coming into an environment, as we said, it's very technical and they often, you know, they're so focused on the, the person in the bed with all the tubes and things like that and even just drawing their attention to this board you know it's one of the things when when they're being orientated that you Mm. know we we point out and there's always lovely comments about it you know there's always lovely comments well that's such a really lovely idea and and it again brings them to the fact that there is actually a a person in the bed Mm. uh, not a person that's wired to tubes and ventilators and dialysis machines etc but mm-hmm. there are you know this is a person in the bed you know, this is what they like this is what they dislike you know um, you know this yeah. is what they like to be called you know and it's, it's very it's informative for them as well
3: and Linda in, in your capacity as a nurse manager across critical care in UHL I'm wondering if Get To Know Me has brought about any change in the nature of care or is it more that the boards have formalised and enhanced and focused minds on a type of care that, that was already in place?
0: We always value the high quality of care we give and I think you know we've always included family i just suppose it focuses us a little more The get yeah. to know me word helps to focus us a little more but it, you know at the same time it's an adjunct to care it is not the care that we provide and still very much our focus would be on the person that we're caring for and their family you know so while it does enhance you know our approach to care i think yeah. you know, it doesn't take over from the high quality care that we give
3: course. I'm going to ask you one final question. If you could sum up for me what you enjoy most about working in ICU. Could I start with, with you, Ellie, please? I mean, you've been here four years. It's a it's a significant length of time, particularly given the era. That and even though
1: in. it's probably relatively short in terms of the length of my career, I've seen an awful lot in four years and two years of that were for the pandemic. So I suppose one of the most As difficult and all as our job is here, one of the most rewarding parts of it is just making that little bit of a difference for that family or for that patient and being able to go home at the end of your shift and say, I did good today, you know, and that you can walk out and say, well, I did everything I could for that patient today. It might be, I made them laugh by talking about something on their board, or it might be that the patient was very upset and you could be that comfort for them. But for me, it's making that difference for the patients is because like we said at the very start we can get so lost and buried in everything else that's going on at the bed and the numbers and you know getting stuff sorted and organized and getting that patient better but it's just making that little bit of a difference for be it the patient or the family um, it, it makes all the madness and your brain spinning and all of these problems it makes it all worth it when you can say well look I made a difference for that patient or their family
3: and uh, linda could i ask uh, just the same question to you please you know what do you enjoy most about uh, working in in critical care it's not just the icu obviously but critical care there. So.
0: what i enjoy most and what i'm most proud of are the people that i work with and the high standard of care that they deliver the fact that they strive to always to do something better in a, in a better way um, i mean i suppose from the perspective of the get to know me boards, it's a holistic approach to care, and that is what effectively we are we're trying to achieve. And I think that is what we deliver. Um, you know, our patients that recover, they work through um, their illness. They're supportive of us, um, and we try to support them as best we can, and hope that they recover to to full health. And you know, the initiative does help in supporting that as Massively. well. Yeah.
3: And then uh finally yourself, I mean, uh, as we've said, you have moved on from ICU for some time, but it sounds that you're very much, you're, you're applying that that same patient-centered focus to, to, to what you're doing now even.
2: Yeah, I hope so, Keith, yes. The undergraduate students are amazing mm. and I love working with them. And um, they're going to be amazing nurses, you know, in the future too, just like Ellie was a student four or five years ago. So that's very re- rewarding. When I look back in the time I spent in intensive care um, here in UHL, I look back most, fo- very fo- most fondly probably on the colleagues and the friends that I made over the years. And I'm proud of the Get to Know Me boards. And I hope they've contributed in some small way to the care here, which is phenomenal anyway, with or without the Get to Know Me boards.
3: Ger, Linda, Ellie, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks very much once again to Ellie, Jer and Linda for their time and their invaluable insights on this episode of the UL Hospitals podcast. The programme was produced, written and presented by me, Keith Waterson, for UL Hospitals Group and the music is by Lost Harmonies. Give us a rating or send feedback on your podcast player of choice, be that Apple Music, Spotify or Amazon or send us a direct message to at ul hospitals on twitter now x you can also find us on the hse website just google hse ul hospitals podcast to find information about this and other episodes along with everything else you need to know about ul hospitals group we'll be back soon with more from the healthcare and other teams across ul hospitals group until then take care